Brad. Can you hear me? Let's see. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. Welcome. Hey, congratulations. I heard uh, it's your birthday. How was your birthday? It was my birthday. 50, turned 50. Yeah, I had. I got, my wife threw me a big surprise party and flew my sister in from out of town and my good friend. And it was, uh, it was awesome. It was uh, a great four days of, of uh, shenanigans. So it was good. It went by fast. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, uh, let me just uh, get started. Uh, welcome to another episode of our blockchain podcast. My name is Chuck Chakuri, and I am a blockchain entrepreneur, and I have been working with blockchain for the past four years. I host this uh, podcast with my friend, Brian Engel, who is also an enormous blockchain enthusiast like me. We started this podcast to learn from fellow enthusiasts and share what we learned. This is our second episode, uh, Brian. And today, that's right. (laughs) And the topic is, how does one get started on the blockchain? You know, if any of the listeners want to share their experience, just send us a chat message and we'll open the line. Uh, The same goes if you have a question. You know, Brian, a lot of people have asked me, hey, Chuck, I know blockchain is the future. How do I get started? You know? And, yeah, no, yeah, I heard the same thing of, hey, how, what's, you know, what is it? How do I get started? Um, at what what do I get into? And is it a big scam or what's going on? So, yeah, no, that's, yeah. I've, I've been a lot of the same, Chuck. Yeah, and then uh, they, they always ask me like, hey, is there a site to get started? You know, is there a website? And uh, so I put together uh, some kind of a framework, you know, uh, for how to help people how to get started. You know, uh, yeah. So the way I broke it down, Brian, is uh, I feel like the what we uh, how to get started really depends on what people want to do. You know, uh, I came up with six things that people would likely do with blockchain. And uh, if you think of something, let me know. Let me just read out the six different things that I thought of. Sure. One is uh, if somebody wants to solve a business problem that is not really solvable in Web 2.0, right? And then they want to use Web 3.0 for that. And that would be something they might want to do. Another thing they might want to do is uh, they want to invest in blockchain projects. You know, people hear of so many projects in blockchain. And maybe they just want to invest in one or two projects, right? Yep. And then some people may just want to be part of the tech revolution, you know? They want to improve the blockchain or maybe they want to enhance how blockchain functionality, right? Or some people may just want to get a job as a developer in blockchain. Right. Right. Uh, And that's how they want to get started because they have a technical background. Or somebody wants to get a job as a product manager or somebody wants to invest in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Sure. Right? So these are the five, six areas that, do you think of anything people might want to do in blockchain that you can think of? Um, it's, it's mostly invested in the, the DeFi project. So that, that would be a, you know definitely an area where people would want to 
do their research and invest in and and uh, you know, go go through and see some of the some of the projects and, and where it might be and and I think you had mentioned that hey you know it's it's all about buying buying some tokens you got, yeah it's it's a it's a process but it's it's an easy process it just takes a little time to understand so that's hopefully <laughs> we're here to to help out over the next few weeks and and let people understand you know through the course of time of how to how to get involved and how to get excited about this stuff and uh, how they can uh, you know hopefully uh, hey at the end of the day have a great time and, and maybe make some money. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I want to go slow with each of these so that people who want to hear it later may actually you know add some find like find some value in what I'm saying. So let me start with. If somebody wants to solve a business problem that is currently being solved by WebDuo, right? My suggestion for them is, hey, let's understand the capabilities of blockchain. Start with understanding capabilities of blockchain and how it is different. Web3.0 is different from Web2, right? And I believe some problems are uniquely suited for a Web3.0, right? And then they should decide which Web2.0 solutions can be changed to Web3.0. Right, and then focus on learning whatever is needed for solving that problem. That's how they would get started if they want to solve a business problem. Right. Does that make sense? Exactly. So now let's say somebody wants to invest in a blockchain project, right? And we both know there are so many projects out there, right? Every Everybody's pitching a project that they can, you know, benefit. Right. And my suggestion for that is, hey, there are a lot of sites. You can go look up projects. And I, my suggestion would be to really study the project in detail. You know, and usually there is a project specific website for every, you know, project that is out there. Right. Right. And then the simplest thing to do is create a wallet and fund it. And then buy tokens for that project. Right. Right. And that's probably the simplest way to get in. Right. It's a very easy way to get into invest in blockchain projects. It doesn't take long. It's not technical. Right. You just have to like the project that you want to invest in, create a wallet, fund it, and then buy tokens. And then just make sure that project is of interest to you. Is that sufficient enough to get started? With yeah, you know, it's you, you got to be interested. And, you know, that's the whole thing is, you know, hopefully we're here to, you know, create excitement and, and uh, you know, hey, get people get people interested. So they do a, do a lot of research and, and, you know, hey, take a take our uh, take our ideas and our our, uh, our enthusiasm a bit further and, and do their own stuff. And hopefully they come back and ask some questions and even educate us about some things. So, um, you know, at, at, you're absolutely right. You know, get in and, um, you know, hey, start in on it. Yeah, and I, I think if they go and research a specific project, they can always come back and share with us, you know? Hey, this exactly. is a project that they like and maybe other people will be interested in investing in that project. Yeah, eventually we want this to be, you know, definitely an interactive thing where, you know, we're just not we're just not preaching to the choir. We're, you know, hey, we're taking questions and people are, you know, we're all educating each other, you know? We just want to make this a, a, a lot of fun. <laughs> exactly. And then the third way, to get started is for people who really want to get deep into blockchain technology, right? If they want to really improve blockchain or do something, uh, for those people, my suggestion is 
they should first know about uh, the improvement proposals that are part of uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum. You know, there is go and find yourself uh, the white papers for various improvement proposals. There are a lot of improvement proposals out there, right? And for most most of these uh, improvement proposals, there is Git, GitHub repositories, right? I myself right. downloaded a couple of uh, repositories and I study the code and pick an area of interest that is you're interested in, you're passionate about and start contributing, you know? And that yeah. way you can actually participate in the tech innovation. Right. You can you can control what kind of uh, improvements that the blockchain will have and it will benefit the community as a whole, right? And this is like a really technical, it's not, it, you can just get, you can get started, but it will take a while before, unless you're a hardcore developer, you know? Yes. And then uh, my fourth way, the objective for getting into is somebody wants to get a job as a developer, right? They just want to get it. They know blockchain is going to be huge. They want to be part of blockchain. For a blockchain developer, I kind of identified three types of developers, Brian. One is like a backend developer or one is a frontend developer. Right. And one is a, a, a middleware developer, right? And they all have slightly three different things that they have to learn. Right. If somebody is a backend developer, they they have to learn like uh, the language called Solidity, and there are plenty of IDEs and frameworks, uh, and then they also have to learn, know a little bit about L2 integration, right? And in smart contracts and architecting right. in smart contracts, and if it can get, there are so many tutorials out there, and so many Solidity uh, websites out there. That is what I would ask them to start learning. You know, if you want to be a backend developer for blockchain, you know, learn Solidity, learn the IDs, learn the development frameworks like Hard Hat, Truffle, you know, uh, Remix, uh, things like that would make you a good backend developer very sh in short order. Right. If somebody wants to be a front-end developer, then they have to know like how wallets work. Right? How accounts are generated? How do you uh, talk to a blockchain backend or a client or Ethereum client or uh, some of these API developers like Etherscan? Right? And they need to know React and they need to know JavaScript. And if they learn those three, they can pretty much do Web 3.0 front end development. And for middleware, I think anybody interested in middleware. And who is doing middleware can easily get into. They just need to know the various APIs that are exposed by blockchain nodes. You know, and if they do that, I think they can get started. Make sense, right? hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And then the fifth way, if somebody may want to, they don't want to develop. Uh, they have a project management experience. Uh, they have, uh, they're a little senior. They understand business and they want to get a job as a product manager, right? Or they want to build products on top of blockchain. And for those people, I, I believe they need to spend really time on uh, understanding the development workflows for a Web3 project. You know, how does Web3 development really work? How do they actually test it? Uh, so basically, 
it's Web 2.0 and Web 3.0 are very different in a way. How you test it, how do you put in the infrastructure, how do you, you know, describe your features, right? How do you test those features? There is a big difference between Web 2.0 and Web 3.0. And a product manager needs to know those things. And he also has to know the difference between uh, L2 and L1 networks or blockchain networks because the features available in L1 networks are not the same as features available in L2. And then how they operate and how they can add capabilities to the product. If they start with that, I think they're all set for becoming a good product manager in the Web3 world. Do you think that is sufficient enough detail or do I need to go into more detail, Brian? I think that's a good quick overview. Yeah. Speaking, I mean, you mentioned uh, the thing I had a question about was, um, you know, you, you just mentioned about getting started. I, I'm, I don't think we've ever talked about how you, how you got started in all of this. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, in a, I, got, I got started because I was trying to solve a problem. You know, uh, back in 2018, 2019, I was trying to solve the problem of provider data. And a few years before that, uh, Blockchain was going through this big hype. IBM, Microsoft, Oracle, Google, they were all the major players were investing heavily. And IBM uh, released uh, their version of uh, software for blockchain called Hyperledger. You know, it was uh, supposed to be the ultimate in distributed computing. I personally was always interested in distributed computing. So I signed up for a course on Hyperledger and blockchain and started to build a prototype to solve the provider data problem. So that's how I got to say work. But at that time, the blockchain was so new and it wasn't ready. So my prototype didn't really solve the problem at that time. Fast forward 2021, I saw there's a big uh, improvements in the EVM and uh, Ethereum uh, virtual machines and the smart contracts and it built another prototype. This time it was so much easier. So that's how I got started. I got started by trying to solve a problem. And then I, later on I had to learn all the other stuff. No, that's uh, I mean, that's usually, um, that's usually how, uh, how great things happen is right. You, you look for a problem and, um, you sort of see a problem and you're like, Hey, how can I solve it? And then you got, Hey, new technology and new things. And, and, uh, just ideas start sparking. And, uh, as you talk to other people, it, it, it's, uh, it sparks ideas. And that's, that's what makes this so fun is, is in my opinion, is that's why I like it is, uh, there's just so many different things and, and so many ideas that you can do. Yeah. I, I, I really feel this thing is going to be, uh, you know, I know I got started in so many different things, whether I, when I got started into machine learning, that was a process, you know what I mean? And right. people still ask me uh, after 10 years, hey, how do I get started into machine learning? All right. Now machine learning has become so ubiquitous. There are courses in schools and colleges for machine learning, right? But still there are no real, uh, it hasn't become part of the mainstream curriculum, you know? Right. Uh, right. So there is so much uh, uncertainty, you know, and some also sometimes some of the fear, right, of the new, 
Of course, you know, there's, that's, that's anything new is always, uh, you always have your, right. Your first innovators that always want to jump in no matter what, and don't even think about it. And then most of the people are, are slow to the game, right. And, and very hesitant and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, that's, you, you just, you got to figure out which one you are and then kind of jump in and understand what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and my final uh, thing about getting into blockchain is your favorite. It's like, how do we get into cryptocurrencies? Right. Right. And uh, with the latest news on cryptocurrencies and what's happening, uh, I kind of updated this a little bit, uh, how to get into, because I think before we get into any cryptocurrency, I feel like we should really study the people and the organizations behind the currencies. You know, I think that's a lesson learned from SPF and that debacle. Yeah. So that's really the base of all, all the web three, right? So it's, um, it's, you know, Hey, crypto is, is the way to get in, you know, on a, on a very ground level. And then, um, uh, there's, there's all types of really web three Oh is all it is, is, um, is power to the people. It's it all goes back to, that's why I love this so much. It's like, you know, Hey, it's, it's peer to peer. This is all peer to peer stuff. There's not, a, there's no middlemen. There's no banking and all types of ridiculous legislation and regulation and a government overseeing you. That's, that's not what this is about. This is why I, I love it so much. It's the power back to the people. But you know what, Brian, you, you say that, but then people are now complaining that there is no regulation. That's why we have this problem. Yeah. So there's, so right. There's, there's a certain amount of, so people regulate themselves. This is what, so if you're talking about what happened to FTX, that has zero to do with any of like, that's bad people doing bad things with investment money. So that's the same thing as if you took your money and put it into Walmart and then they took all your money and didn't buy product and didn't give you a return on your investment and just squandered their money um, off their ledger, which exactly what FTX did. Um, that's, that's what, that's what would happen. So this how can we ever get sorry, that sorry to interrupt, but I have this one question. This is a real question I have is how do we ever get away from regulation? If, if I have to buy crypto, right? Let's say I want to buy Bitcoin, right? I have to convert fiat to crypto, right? You have to do what with crypto? I have to ha have to convert my dollars into crypto. Yeah, so that's what exchanges are for, correct. Right. Now, that exchange as long as the as long as one side of the equation is fiat currency, that has to be bound by regulation, right? So once that's out of the equation though, so once that's converted, then there's then then it's people that are regulating it, right? That that's why you buy crypto. So then you could buy other things. It's, it's eventually going to be a situation where yes, you can convert your dollars or your, you know, hey, your old Deutschmarks or hang you know, on, now it's euros and all that stuff. You can convert all that into crypto, um, some type of crypto, um, some type of uh, e currency, and uh, everything will be done on the web. Everything will be done through there. There'll be no there'll be no cash per se. But. So how does somebody understand the risk? Let's say I got into crypto, right? Let's say I decided to buy, uh, I don't know, $1,000 worth of Bitcoin, right? 
my is there is my only way to make money is bitcoin to go up no you can buy you can invest in the project that's that's the whole point is you invest in the project you can invest in the any of these defi projects with your crypto because that's see. how you pay that's how you that's how you get in you don't use cash to get in you use your you use your tokens you use your cryptocurrency to invest right and they give you the more risky the project the higher the return so no yes. for somebody who doesn't have any crypto how do they get started if what if somebody who doesn't have any crypto like me i don't have any crypto yeah i would just go like go on any exchange so you go to gemini you can go to um coinbase you can go to kucoin you, there's there's a ton of a ton of places that are highly reputable um places i mean i, I started off the way the way i started Chuck was, uh, I, frankly, I remember when Bitcoin first came out in 2009, didn't really understand it, but I love the concept. Right. And, uh, mm -hmm. just kind of followed it over time. Didn't really understand a lot about it. And I always wanted to get involved. And then I read Ben, ben Mazaraki wrote a book about the Winkleboss, Winkleboss brothers. Um, you know, there were, there were partners in Facebook with Zuckerberg and, um, and it was Bitcoin billionaires is the name, and it's such a great book. And uh, it's it's just about the the their background in cryptocurrency, how they got into it, their belief in the system, um, and that's where I started. It was like, wow, I'm, that's really exciting that you know two very high profile people that are billionaires that are they they basically so that they own Gemini, their their exchange is Gemini. And uh, these guys are willing to basically risk everything for this area and. That's that's really how I got into it, and I bought in, and I I bought several different cryptos, um, invested in different projects, and uh, I just keep on learning. It's just a learning process, and that's what I enjoy about it. Is there's there's so many different great things that can be done, and it's all on me. If I want to take it off an exchange, I have a cold, you know, hey, you put it in what quote cold storage, which nobody can touch ever, not even the government. They can never touch your cold storage. You have your own. You have your own password, and that that is it. That's that's all there is. Nobody can ever take it from you. Nobody can break into it. It's unbreakable. I see. So basically, you go to this exchange. They're just trying to re, uh, restate what you just told me. Let's say I want to invest a thousand bucks. I go to Gemini. I uh, put my thousand bucks. I convert into Bitcoin, and I put it into my own wallet, right? And my it's an it's now that that money is in my wallet. Right, it's in my USB disk. Mm -hmm. Then I go to any other project site. Right, they have their own coin. Right. Then I can connect with my wallet to their network, and then yes, you you transfer you you basically just like a just like a uh, just like you would say, hey, um, Chuck, I'm going to send you some money through Venmo or send you some money through uh, hey, what's your you know, uh, banking, banking information. I'll send you stuff through your, you know, wire transfers, things of that sort. It's exactly the same process. So my money is, where is my ledger? Like it's on the Bitcoin network, right? Mm-hmm. Then how do they get it's that all, information? It's all in, it's all in uh, blockchain, right? So it's all in, uh, it's all recorded. Every transaction is recorded and it's recorded there forever. Nobody could ever hack it. It's always there. So although, so, your transaction, they don't know who did the transaction. So I don't know. I can't look on a, on the blockchain and say, you know, Chuck did this transaction for, you know, 5 million Bitcoin. 
um, or Ethereum. I, you can't, but I can look on there and say this user uh -huh. did this transaction. This is what the transaction was, and it's there forever. That's how you know what you know. Hey, who's moving what, or, or what you know? Quote people are moving what, what information or, or what uh, what currencies. But how does the mechanics of that work? Let's say physically, then I go on to this project site. They would have an interface for me to send money or so send currency. Yes. Yeah, send cryptos. Like say I have like, let's say I have like one Bitcoin, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I put in, I had to put in $16,000, right? I got one Bitcoin. I want to send this to some project. Okay. So can you walk, can you help me walk me through that process or steps I have to take? Um, yeah. So you, there's, there's sites that you go to and, and again, you, you, does it vary from site to site a lot? Um, I, I mean, some do and some don't. It just depends on, on projects and the project site. Okay. And there's a sites that actually have all projects on one site and you can invest whatever you want within whatever project there is. So if you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm very, I don't care about risk. There's some projects that'll pay you, you know, 200% on your, <laughs> on your money. I see. That, that is awesome, uh, Brian. I, I need to learn more because when I wrote up on how to get started on in, investing in cryptocurrency, my thinking was, hey, I better know about the people or an organizations behind these currencies. I need to understand the regulations and jurisdictions they operate under if it's an exchange, I believe. Right? Right. And then I want to know if there are any risk metrics I need to understand for my risk. Yeah, it's very risky. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that's risky. Um, so are there any risk metrics that I can track? It's getting more risky, less risky, or? I'm not, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know, Chuck. I, that would be something I have to look into. Yeah. So I'm thinking there has to be some metrics that maybe it's on the dashboard of that exchange. You know what I mean? I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. I haven't seen many of these dashboards at all. So I'm thinking I need to know this to, before I sign up. You know, right. And that's that's a safe way to get online and get, you know, join on crypto. Anyways, Brian, I think uh, we covered all the six different aspects of getting started on cryptocurrencies or on blockchain. Right. Do you want anything to add before we close? Shiva, do you have any questions? Can you hear me? He probably can hear me. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't have anything to add. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I certainly appreciate it. I wish I was. The uh, like I said, the last uh, last few days have been a whirlwind, and um, you know, hey, get in here and and uh, chat it up, and and uh, you know, come back. We'll come back next week, and and uh, you know, hey, have another set of uh, another set of things to talk about. Yes. Hey, also the other thing that uh, I want to discuss for next week's topic is uh, before we close this one out, you know, I was really thinking a lot about why is blockchain really an innovation? You know, how it eliminates intermediaries, how it promotes decentralization. I think that's what I want to talk about next week. What do you think? Uh, sure. We, we always talk about whatever you like. I'm in. I'm <laughs> yeah. in. I just... So, uh, just it helps me learn as well, you know. Again, 
Hey, if uh-huh. nobody knows, I, I'm no expert. I mean, by no means, I, I'm no expert, as you could probably tell by listening to this. I'm just a, I'm an enthusiast learning. I've, I know, uh, I know enough to make me dangerous, Chuck. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm just, a, I'm an enthusiast learning at all times. And I, I just, you know, Hey, I want to learn through the process and, and, uh, just teach people, uh, teach people what I've learned and that's it. Exactly. No, no, I'm doing a lot of research also because one of the things that fascinates me about blockchain is I know this, I really believe in the heart of my heart that this is going to be a game changer in the next 10 years. For sure. Uh, I have seen its potential in how to solve some of the problems I'm solving in the data space. Right. And when I solve the problems using blockchain, I know it can do a lot. Then I'm really looking at what is the big innovation that blockchain is bringing, you know, I want to explore that further next week, right? Yeah. Going to detail on what this innovation is really all about. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. I love it. Hey, Shivkumar, can you hear us? (laughs) All good. No, all good. Okay. Hey, Shiva, we'll fix the solutions next time. But uh, thank you, Brian, for another. Oh, thank you, Chuck. I appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, awesome talking again. And um, yeah, thanks for driving the train. And uh, man, I look forward to uh, chatting again next week. Yeah, I'm trying to unmute. Uh, uh, you have to unmute yourself, uh, Shiva. I have invited you to speak. Shiva, you have to unmute yourself. Yeah, a little microphone at the bottom. If you unmute that. Yeah. He has to unmute himself. Right. Right. And by the way, I do what I know Shiva and I work with him, so I'll let I'll explain to him after the call. Oh, cool. Awesome. Uh thanks, Brian. And I think right, we can thanks, Chuck. It was uh, good talking and um do what it is. Stay at the same time next week. Next week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Talk to you. Bye.